think you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. Welcome back to another great week of the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. Fantastic weekend, as it always is. Mike, I attended a wedding on uh, Saturday of two of my very good friends. It was awesome. Um, great weekend for, for golf. Uh, Rory McIlroy back in the winner's circle. Um, great to see that happen. Uh, yes, for him to get his mojo back. Uh, Chattanooga's own Keith Mitchell in the final group, right in the thick of things, baby, in the mix all the way, almost pretty much down to the down to the end. It would have been really cool to see the Baylor school crowd get get it done. Um, our boy Slick Billy B, top five finish on Sunday. MTJ having a really oh, good yeah. year. Having a really good year. Yeah, race was boring because he was so dominant. <clears throat> yeah, and, um, then, and, and and all the top players are towards the top again too, but. He's probably the one that's having a really good year. Yeah, and like you said, golf was golf was good. Uh, did get a little interesting on eighteen, which was good. You had that questionable with Rory in the in the in the crick, uh, and then uh, it is funny how golf works. You know, Rory's been pretty bad for the last couple of months. Wins the tournament, all of a sudden he's the he's the he's the favorite for the PGA. He's just the best golfer in the world again. And go- golfers are very you know short term memory for that which i mean again i'm not saying he shouldn't be up there and in the mix it's just it's very funny that like two days ago justin thomas is better than him now all of a sudden rory's better than justin thomas it just i, he, I always kind of find that funny yeah and honestly i a part of me and i feel like you might feel the same judging by how you're saying like, i don't hate it sweet drive up the odds of the other guys that were yeah, never perfect gonna bet on wasn't gonna, <laughs> wasn't, gonna, wasn't gonna bet him anyway <laughs> yeah so even better like so that's that perfect let's grab a few extra bucks on the guys we will bet but obviously we uh we have one more tournament before we go go to kiowa um, and we have some things to recap from this past weekend. Um, you uh, obviously firing off just mega bets at, at all times, MLB, NHL, getting into the getting into the playoffs too, which is um, which is the best time of the year. And I feel I, I was, you know, and it's funny we talked just quickly about the playoffs. Was I'm thinking like, what is this time of year missing? Like, you know, last year was what it was. What I'm like, oh yeah, it's right, it's May already, and we should already be like halfway through the playoffs at some point, but we're still, but it's also an exciting feeling. It's like, Oh, we just didn't even get to them yet. It's even better. Like they're, they're coming soon. It's going to be fun. But I've, I've just been feeling like something's been missing from the air and that goes for the NBA playoffs too. You know me. Basketball beeps. Basketball beeps. So uh, what was your best call from this past week? I'm sure there's got to be one in there. Yeah. Um, funny enough, like despite having, I've had a pretty bad run on the show the last couple episodes. Um, but you know, I actually am doing very well outside of the show bets. So the real ones I've been losing. Um, I had a great Saturday, three and zero baseball, three and one hockey. Um, I've been on fire with the NHL, and one of my hockey bets I won was I had the Ottawa Senators plus one seventy on Saturday over the Winnipeg Jets. Um, that's a bold uh, one. Is Matt Murray in that too? No, that's why I took him. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa, Ottawa has sneaky been like pretty good down the stretch i want to say they're like seven and three in their last 10 or something like that they've been playing well they're one of those teams that you know as teams with expectations of the playoffs are falling short they're kind of packing it in they're all you know giving up i've been in those locker rooms where you just you're disappointed where Ottawa came in with nothing to play for and they're you know they're buzzing at the end they got a young a lot of young kids so plus once and winnipeg's horrible winnipeg is 
it, that little sneak peek for we're going to do a full NHL betting preview uh, for the playoffs on Thursday. Winnipeg's horrible. They're just they're horrible. So getting out of plus one seventy over them was was I was so confident in that and that that hit. So that was that helped out a really really good Saturday for me. Yeah, it's kind of like Buffalo got a little hot there. They're playing better hockey after they had that big long losing streak too. After they traded a few traded a few pieces away, and then they they started playing better hockey. So it's like I mean it's 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 good for the competition level, and apparently the competition problem because you won money on the uh, plus money with the Sens. So um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go to one that <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna go to one that I that I did not have on the show either. But remember in back in the winter when we were doing college basketball and I would got I was got real into live betting college hoops. I would just sit there on the couch and I'd be like, hey Mike, I'm I'm gonna take this, screw it. You know, it's like seven minutes left. I'm just feeling a team getting hot. And the one night I had th- won three for three on my live bets. I remember I was like, you, you, all right, I'm in love. used to do that every every game Wisconsin was losing at halftime, Ben would live bet I'm like plus twelve. <laughs> and I and ever since college hoops hasn't hasn't uh has been over, I haven't really live bet. Well, Sunday night, the uh, Braves and the Phils were on uh, Sunday night baseball, and Philly went up one to nothing. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Braves. They I, they win these games. Got them at plus one oh two, one six one. Great call, great call for the Bravos winning the series at home and against the Phillies. But just to just to tickle my fancy of I'm not hitting a live bet in a while. And full disclosure, I wanted to get it in before the game started, and I forgot and looked up. It was one nothing. I'm like, oh, perfect. Probably get them at plus money. Got them at plus one oh two. Boom. Uh, fun little tip for everyone out there. I did this yesterday and it paid off big time. Uh, I've noticed for the last like week or so, again, they have it today when you're listening. DraftKings has been doing an MLB live bet profit boost. Get a 25% profit boost on any MLB live bet today. Uh, so yeah, you could do it like Ben, you know, wait and see what happens. See how a pitcher looks early. Or you could do what I did yesterday. And I really like the San Francisco Giants in a day game but they were like minus 150. I didn't really want to lay that much. I waited till there was one pitch thrown. Line didn't change at all. Boom. I bet them boosted the line to plus to minus 120 and they win. So that was, you know, just changed out. So if you have a bet you like this week, I, it's been going on for, it was last week too. I don't know how long they're, they're going to have this option, but it's been every day. Find a bet you like, circle it, set yourself a little reminder, watch one pitch, log in, bet it immediately. Again, unless that pitch is a home run, the line shouldn't change, and then you just boost it for free. Yeah, that's a really it's a pro tip. That's a really good tip too for everybody. That's awesome. So, um, what isn't awesome is, is some worst calls. Obviously, um, what about what about you? Worst call uh, of the week? Just the golf. Uh, got a little too cute. Tried to you know pull out some some get away from the good buddy Mike normal plays. Um, Zalatoris, Tringali, and Varner, all three missed the cut. And I've been, I've I have done really really well in golf, so yeah, I'm not, you, know, you were about to for one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too beaten up about it. I I've, I don't think I've had a losing week in golf in like a month, but hey, had one last week. Just all three of them missed the cut. Tough 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 week. This isn't rubbing salt in the wound, but on the contrary, I had a pretty good week in in the golf with the names that I dish, dished out. Big Vic Energy. Yeah, luckily I did I did I did top, ride top your five. I did ride your Grillo bet with you, so that that cut into my loss a little bit. Yeah, a million on Grillo, and and that's where I'm going to go with my worst call of the week. I bet Grillo top 30 because I wanted the safe bet. My worst call was not trusting my gut. I knew he would finish top 20. I knew he would finish top 20, but I'm like, now nah, I'll be the safe play, and he finished what T14 after a tough first day too. We talked about it on the last on the last podcast. Like, yeah, I want to need him to go like super low, set the course record. 
Just shot a 66 on Friday. A lot of momentum going into the weekend. Uh, had himself a great week. Got got paid and got us paid. Uh, so my worst call was not truly trusting my gut and going with the top 22 instead of just the top 30. But um, but so just so, when you're so, having a great week at golf, Mikey. Just so, so your worst, worst golf, is, golf. Off, is off is off also a win. And it's own right, yeah. My worst that, call that, was that, not actually betting that, it though. That's a Michael yeah. Scott. Well, David. <laughs> My weaknesses are actually strengths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I care, I care too much. I try too hard. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And it's cool. And it, and it felt good too to get that, get the grill one. We throw Hovland out here all the time, but between the both of us, it's one of our guys. Um, but that was one that you, we dug down deep for. You had him written down as well. And I'm like, hey, let's let's throw this guy out. He's playing well. And it's good, good to see one of those. We, we like to call those, we look for some long shots. Mike got to call it big game hunting. We're big game hunting a little bit, trying to pick a guy top 30. Hey, it worked out. Yep. But what about what, which one would you make again? Um, so my losing value to make again, um, anybody who knows me knows I hate parlays. I think you're an absolute sucker if you string together these, you know, 18 parlays and you throw $2 and you think you're the king because they hit once a, once every three months. Um but the only way I kind of like doing them is I, I, I can tolerate two team parlays. I, I would never do more than two. Um, and I've been getting in that a little bit with baseball here and there. Um, you pick your spots, you know, you parlay two big favorites to win, get them at plus money together. Um, so I did that last week. I had the Red Sox minus 200 and the Twins minus 175. Parlayed those together for plus 136. Um, Red Sox beat Detroit 12 to 9. And then the Twins lost four to three in extras to the Texas Rangers. That was just a tough one. Uh, I mean, the Rangers stink. The Twins should, twin should beat them more times than not. So, got you get in again. The Red Sox won, beat Detroit easily. So, getting that plus 136, I would do that again and just Twins are, you know, base it away in extras from winning that one. Yeah, I love that little parlay you did there too. Um, so, yeah, better it again. Do it again. Uh, for us, for this is probably for both of us here, which one I would do again, because we are going to do it again, and we're going to continue to do it again until it becomes our best call from the weekend. And that's betting Denny Hamlin to win a flipping race. My goodness, would I do it again? <laughs> I have been doing it again. We've been doing it again I, and again. I didn't, him, I, again. I didn't take him this week. I wasn't going to win because I didn't did. take him. Yeah, I, only, I, I, had, I only had I had Harvick win, Byron. I had the Byron top five. So I yeah. didn't take him this week, and I thought for sure he was going to win. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, that's one that I'm going to bet again. I'm going to do it again this week, and I'm going to continue to do it until it becomes the best call of the week, and that was betting Danny Hamlin to win the race because it's only going to it's only a matter of time before it happens. So that would be it. But uh, great weekend, another great week ahead. Exciting things that are happening. Uh, very much exciting things that are happening. Um, the NHL playoffs, obviously, right around the corner. Um, NBA playoffs, right around the corner. PGA Championship next week. But before we get to that, obviously we have the AT&T Byron Nelson this week, which has a pretty good field, all things considered, being a week before the a major championship. Um, we're going to see Brooks Kepka back in action for the first time since since um, the Masters. We're going to see the Masters champion, Hideki Matsuyama, back in action for the first time since um, his Masters win. Got the Shambo, you got John Rahm, you got Spieth. And uh this one's an interesting one because uh it's a it's a tournament they play every year, but it's going to another new course, so which uh sets up for us to be a bit creative. So 
Um, when we come back here, we're gonna we're gonna dive into some uh, some picks for the AT and T Byron Nelson field. Support for the Chat Ten Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower, trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden, we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old-style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. The PGA Tour heads back down to Texas, McKinney, Texas, with the AT&T Byron Nelson. It is being played at TPC Craig Ranch. I believe this is the first time this is this is the new this is a new venue or no no it, it's not a new venue yeah, but it, yeah. it's a, the third one in the last four to, to play host to this particular tournament. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. a little different. Yeah, I believe it's I don't think there's been a PGA tour event here. So it is a new okay. event, which makes it which makes it harder to candy cap because you don't have any course history necessarily. Like there's been, you know, Corn Ferry Tour, web.com has played here. Um, but never PGA. Like Ben said, the the last three years were at Trinity Forest Golf Club. Um, so it's leaving Trinity. I don't remember it was somewhere else before that too. So I don't it's kind of Byron Nelson's kind of bounced all over Texas. Um, this is another tournament that didn't happen last year. This was part of that, you know, COVID stretch where they weren't playing at all. This was canceled. Um, the one thing I kind of was reading about this course is, A, it's expected to play very easy. Um, A, the Byron Nelson typically does. It typically gives low scores in general, like no matter where it's been. And uh, they actually never – had a great write-up about in the last five years when events changed venues to a new course, you know, they want, they want the players to like the new venue. So the new course has typically played very easy the first couple times around, you know, so players kind of warm up to it. You don't want the players go out to the first time at a course and they all play horrible. They're going to be like crapping all over it. So I, I think that it will play very easy because it's the first time at TPC Craig ranch. And it's right before major. The last thing you want is all these guys, you know, hacking away the week before the PGA lose their confidence. So I would expect to see, you know, the winner around that, you know, 20, 24 under. So, yeah. I, I've heard long and open. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that sounds good right there. That's, you know, depending on, I think I saw the, depending on the weather, I think they meant, meant to mention a little bit of rain as long as the, they said, as long as the, the wind isn't too crazy, there can, there's going to be a lot of birdies out there. Yeah, so that was kind of how I approached handicapping. Um, was I was looking at guys who make a lot of birdies. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to start my card with a dude who is fifth on tour in birdie average, and that's Daniel Berger. Um, he hasn't played as much this year. He's kind of been taking you know every other week off, which I think is going to help him. Um, he's only played nine tournaments in 2021. He has six top 20s, four top 10s. Um, obviously, he won Pebble Beach. He was ninth at the players. 
Uh, last tournament he played was the RBC Heritage, where he was 13th. Uh, he is third in this field in Tita Green over the last three months. Um, so as far as the names at the top, Daniel Berger is kind of who I have my eye on. He's plus 1,700 to win. He's plus 155 for a top 10. Uh, so so Berger is kind of where I like at the top of that card. Um, like I said, he, he makes a lot of birdies. He's a guy I think can go low really quickly and just rack them up. So great with his irons, great putter. So I, I love Berger this week. Yeah, and he's a guy that, that typically does get some favorable odds. I, love that. I mean, he won the first tournament back last year, we remember, and, and he has – and you haven't seen his name thrown around there a lot this year. So that's a good point that, that, that you mentioned that. So um, so that's the, the name sort of the, at the top of the card you like? Mm-hmm. You didn't pick who I thought you were going to pick. You still well, might I have, have another one. Yeah, I have, I have another one that's somewhat nearish to the top. You want me to give him out first? Yeah, or, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The other one I love is our boy. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Love Chef. Um, I'm actually getting nervous because I've actually seen his name a lot, which makes me mm-hmm. nervous. Tends to. He, he does seem to be the trendy pick. Um, but he's another one. He's 14th on tour and birdie average. Like Ben said, his course is long and wide. Scheffler leads the tour in total driving, um, which is basically the combination of distance and accuracy. You know, he 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 ranks the highest in both of those. Um and we talked about, you know, course history. He's from Dallas, from Texas, went to University of Texas. We saw, you know, we saw Spieth win in San Antonio a couple weeks ago. I like Scheffler to get his first win in Texas. Uh, he's got four top 10s this year, nine top 25s. So he's playing great. Obviously, he was the rookie of the year last year. Here's a little fun fact for you I really, I, I found. I don't know this matters at all, but it's just a fun fact. Scheffler's played here before. Oh, that's nice. When he was nine <clears throat> years old. He won a nine-hole under-10 division Metro Area Championship by seven strokes. Do you know how good you have to be to win a nine-hole tournament by seven strokes when you're nine that's years very, old? Yeah, that is just funny. dusting the field. Yeah, so he just knows how to win here. God knows yeah. how to win here. God Ho- knows how to Ho- close out tournaments Ho- at TPC Craig Ranch. Hopefully nine-year-old Scheffler was taking notes, and he can use them <laughs> this week. Um, but he's <laughs> – He's plus nineteen hundred to win. Uh, he's plus two hundred for a top ten. Is maybe I my love favorite that. bet. Yeah, I love that. Um, and he's a guy I love in matchups. Uh, I the one, I think my favorite one I found was he's minus one twelve against Matthew Fitzpatrick, which I love. Um, and I really like him in a group plus two fifty against Matsuyama, Fitzpatrick, and Kepka. Uh, I love him in that because I'm I'm yeah. definitely big on fade Matsuyama this week fade Kepka this week. And if I'm going to take him in a matchup over Fitzpatrick, I might as well throw him in with the other two and get that plus 250. So I, I'm really high on, yeah, I think he, w- he could win easily. So I, yeah. I love, I love that matchup with chef against those three. Yeah. And he's one of those, those guys too, that makes a bunch of birdies, you know, 14, 14th on tour and birdie average. So, I mean, we, we talked, we just, we were talking up, you know, all the, all the other things and you're like, Oh, this is going to be a birdie. You know, people make a lot of birdies. It's one of the best and, the best in the tour on from TD Green too, so it's like okay, dude bombs it, makes a lot of birdies. Sounds like he might, you know, from the area. Sounds like he, this could be our guy this week and get some favorable numbers on him as well. So yeah, I, I I've been I've been I've loved that, and he's never won. He's been knocking on the door, winning his first tournament on the PGA Tour at least. Why not? Why not now heading in heading into the PGA? So love Chef, uh, a, a guy that I like, um, whom um, 
obviously kind of flipping, not flipping the script, whom you had last week, whom I like this week, and that's Bill Z, Will Zalatoris. Uh, he was he missed the cut, and it was his streak of you know, what is it, fourteen straight start starts? I think he had where, where he um where he where he missed the cut, uh, or he made the cut rather, and he and he finally and he missed one. Um, but I like him bouncing back, um, just in the sense that you know he went to high school. Another guy went to high school um, in the area, so he, he's familiar with the course. Um, and someone who's just you missed a, you missed a cut like that. And you're like, all right, let's 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 bounce it back. I, I just think, um, I, I don't think that was he needs a he had a great a great week in, in the Masters going. In, you know, obviously you think about majors, but I just think a guy like him, uh, probably he's like, listen, I got to win one, I got to win something. And I'm not saying he's going to win, but there's a there's a lot of there's a there's a matchup out there that I like uh, that that might shock you, Mike, and and I like him plus one twenty five. I think in a round one matchup. Uh, against Jordan Spieth, just because I yeah, mean I love yeah. Spieth, Texas guy, but I don't know. I think I think we'll see. Just bounces back, uh, and and plays pretty well this week. I mean, I think he'll be around the field, but he could be he could be one of your matchup guys this week. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I'm I'm big on you know t- picking guys to bounce back mm-hmm. and fading guys that played well. Wait, we, we did it with Grillo. We did it with Grillo last week. Missed the cut and came bounced back. Top twenty. Yep. Um. Another guy I love, and I'm going with another Texas boy. This actually was not intentional. I forgot he was from Texas when I wrote him down. And then when I was digging in, I was like, uh-huh. oh, another Texas guy. From Amarillo, Texas. Texas A&M Aggie alum, Ryan Palmer. Um, he's another one that he's actually tied with Scheffler for birdie average. 14th on tour in birdie average. Um, you mentioned the, the Zalatoris streak uh, with, with Zalatoris l- losing it. Ryan Palmer has now made 14 straight cuts, which is the second longest streak on tour. Um, he is playing awesome this year. He's got three top tens, six top twenties, and you know we, we've looked at looked at look at kind of the theme of this year, right? It's it's guys ending long droughts. You know, it's it's Rory, it's Spieth, it's Matsuyama, it's guys who who've gone a while without winning. Ryan Palmer hasn't won in forever. I mean, he won the, the Zurich with with John Rahm last year. But he hasn't won a solo tournament since like 2010 or something like that. Um, and again, I'm not, I don't think he wins necessarily, but he's plus 4,000 to win. And I really like him. He's plus 350 for a top 10. He's plus 150 for a top 20, which is probably where I, I like him at, you know, finishing that 11 to 15 range. Um, but he's another guy that I look at matchups and I love him in a lot of matchups this week with guys who will be around him. Uh, yeah, if he's minus 110 against Harris English, no offense to Chattanooga's own, but I love Palmer in that one. Palmer's plus 105 against Kepka. That's another one I love. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fading Kepka this week. And he's minus 118 against Siwoo Kim. Uh, so I, I like Palmer in all three of those. So that's kind of just pick your poison with what, what you prefer. Um, like I said, I love him in that plus that top 20. I don't hate him plus uh, 350 for a top 10 either. So. Ryan Palmer's the one I really like. He's playing really well here from Texas too. So I like I like Palmer, Scheffler, and Berger are kind of my three guys I'm going with this week. Speaking of Chattanooga's own, I'm like, I'm I'm like, I like riding the Keith Mitchell wave into this week. You wanna know what's funny? I always write a fourth just in case you take one of my three. You wanna know who my fourth was? Keith Mitchell? No, it was Luke List. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably Luke List, who also had a, had a really solid week last week, but <laughs> 
you look at Keith Mitchell, and, and, and this is a guy that has won once on tour 2019 in the Honda Classic. So, and that was one of those, oh, good for him, good for good for a guy like Keith Mitchell. And, and he's been a little up and down this year, but he was very much in the mix in, at the Zurchich. Obviously, he finished top five, I think, there with Brand Snedeker and Grant Granite. That is what it is. Um, if Alspar didn't really end the way he wanted to, and then obviously this past week here with, uh, I mean, was a 54 hole leader going in there it was in the final group playing against Rory. And I was reading actually a local article here in the uh, Chattanooga times free press. And they were, they talked to him and he was like, it just got a great of an experience. It was for him to be in that final group. You know, he's like, I'm a guy that, that I'm at that point now where, um, you know, I was the underdog. I'm not expected to do this, but it was an experience where I'm playing against a guy like Rory, who's probably been in the final group, you know, 35 or whatever many times he's been in his career. And it's, it's not that many times for me. And I went toe to toe with this guy. I play, you know, I, I we were into the back nine. I mean, he's like, he said, like, the only thing I feel like that, that was different is going up and down a couple, a couple of those tuck pins. And he said, Rory went up and down on 14 and 15. I didn't. That's how he won the tournament. And he was like, he said, he mentioned he made a putt. I think it was going into 14. And he's like, I looked down at my, I looked down at my chest. And I just felt my heart just beating out of my shirt. I mean, he's like, it was just, I think he's like, this is what I dreamed of. This is what I wanted. And I think now that he got a taste of like, okay, like, just that taste of, I could do this. Like this is all it was for me taking down one of the greatest players ever uh, in a final in a final round of a of a pretty good you know loaded field at the Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow. Uh, and he mentioned a, a a venue that's held a PGA Championship before. It's going to hold the Presidents Cup next year. So I just like that momentum. He's playing some good golf as of late as well. And and I think there's some value on him. Not not so much just to win, but I mean a top twenty for Keith Mitchell on Fanduel this week, plus two forty. Sprinkle a little on Chattanooga zone, Georgia Bulldog. So I, I like riding riding the wave with him because I think he's good. I think he got a lot of confidence out of last week, even in the loss, because he's like, listen, I can this is what I want to do, and I know I, I could hang now. I could compete on the back nine against one of the game's best. So I like riding his wave. He's playing some good golf. Yeah, love yeah. that. I love your reasoning too, because I I am big on, you know, fading the the winners, but I love, you know, I love banking on those guys that like you said, the, his quotes would help a lot because typically I look for guys who, you know, played really well Saturday and Sunday to, to move up and finish, you know, fifth or fourth or something like that, where he faded mm. Sunday. But like you said, given that confidence that he has going toe to toe with somebody like that, I think that definitely carries over. And, and I, I love everything you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Especially just, uh, you know, in that pressure moment. I mean, he had, he had the 54 hole lead and you sometimes you see those guys just completely tank, but no. He was in it. I mean, it didn't work out for him, but all you could ask for is being, you know, in when you come into coming to something like that, all you could ask for is just being in the tournament there on the back. And, and, he and he's not, and he's not a guy necessarily where, you know, you necessarily expect to win. Like, like if, you know, if a JT or a, or a uh, Bryson played bad on Sunday and kind of blew up, then you're like, all right, they're probably disappointed and bummed. But like you said, guy like Keith Mitchell's just, you know, he's happy he's in contention. So I think that that does give him confidence that he's up there, regardless of how he finished, where, you know, another guy's like, I expect to be up there. So I'm pissed that I faded where I, I do like, like the mindset going into that. Uh, and did you hear the whole, the, the whole, not the mess, but the, 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 the thing about his putter? No. So he, um, he, he didn't have a lot of confidence there because he discovered like within the last two weeks that his putter was bent. He's like, Oh, why am I so bad at putting? Why can't I putt? He found out that his putter was bent. He's like, oh, wait, I could putt after all. And then he comes out and fires off, you know, what he did this week. So now that he has the confidence that he on the greens too, 
might be able to see him sink some birdies here this week at, at TPC Craig Ranch because now that he knows his putter is in bent. So that's did probably you, that's did probably you, beneficial. Did you hear what happened to Bryson? No. Uh, he thought he was going to miss the cut. Like the cut kind of moved like right at the end. Uh, he was flying home. He thought he missed the cut. He was on a plane. <laughs> he had to get back. He had to fly back and finish the weekend. He did. He, he actually was. He had a decent finish too, and he was like top yeah. twenty or top thirty at least. I mean, he got. And yeah. That's a. And obviously, he's the favorite this week because you think, well, well, you know, long and wide open, and that just screams uh, Bryson DeChambeau. But it all comes down to his putter too. Speaking of putters, I mean, if he can make the birdies, I mean, he's going to get it there. He's going to be, you know, a couple, you know, yards ahead of most people. But guess what, brother? You got to, you got to put him in position, and you got to putt. You got to make birdies. Yeah. And 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 wide fairways don't necessarily help Bryson because. He's either dead straight or when he misses, he misses far. You know, he's not one yeah. of those guys. Bryson's never Bryson's never taken his second shot from the first cut. You know, Bryson's either middle of the fairway or he's behind a tree. Yeah, so. or someone's <laughs> backyard for that matter half the time yeah. too. See a couple of those. So, excellent, man. These are some. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be good to see. Obviously, we're on the we're on the verge of our second major championship of the of the season, uh, Kiwa Island, the Ocean Course next week. Um, you know, finally PGA getting into its new slot for only the second time since it's you know moved because obviously last year kind of screwed some things up. So excellent, man. I, I like our picks and, and I like the picks we're about to make as we hand out even more free money as we so often like to do here on the competition problem. Got a few, got a few uh, regular season hockey games left. Obviously MLB has been cooking. Mike has been cooking uh, doing MLB stuff, man. He is, is there any, I don't know if there's anyone more tapped into to MLB betting trends than, and Mike Ionello right now because I mean because it's exhausting. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and then obviously you got NBA beeves. I I want you know never never know when I'm going to throw one out there. And obviously we have um, the golf picks that we gave out that we like to do. So when we return here on the competition problem. We're going to dish out some best bets. We appreciate you. We'll see you after the break. Do you live in the Chattanooga area or the greater Chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage? What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports, and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you. Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. Best bets time. How'd we do last pod? I have no idea. Um, I went one and two. Big Billy Beebs, uh, William Byron saved saved me from another 0-3. I lost the Capitals money line against the Flyers. I lost the Yankees uh, minus one and a half against the Nationals. And I lost Byron. I won Byron top 10. You won Byron over Bowman. Uh, you won Cardinals minus one and a half against Colorado. And you lost Eric Jones top 10. So I went one and two. You went two and one, three and three. Nice even day on the show. Yeah, you're due. You're due to uh, to, to turn things around here. I don't, I don't like the card this week today, I'll be honest. I, there wasn't uh, a lot of baseball games that jumped out at me. Well, come but on. Oh, uh, well. There's, yeah, I got, I got, I got some uh, deep. I and, got. And, some and by the way, I would recommend no one bet hockey this week um, until playoffs yeah. because mm-hmm. teams don't have anything to play for. You're gonna, you're gonna see, you know, you're gonna see teams resting guys. So I, I would just be very careful. I just really wouldn't bet any hockey this week just because you don't know who's gonna be playing. Yeah. So I guess that means I'm on first then, huh? Yep. So I'm gonna start with the the bet that I mentioned that you know that we like. Uh, down in Texas, and that's Will Zalatoris in a round one matchup over Jordan Spieth, plus 125. I think 
Bill Z comes back out with a vengeance. I think he's going to be determined to play pretty well in his de facto hometown, if you will. Obviously, being you know, same thing goes for Spieth, including all the Texas guys. But you know what I mean. Just bouncing back after a missed cut, uh, he, he's eager for that win. Uh, trying to get his game back into form ahead of the PGA Championship. I like Will Zalatoris in a round one matchup over Jordan Spieth. Like it. Um, I'm going to go to baseball for my first pick. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies minus 135 money line against the Washington Nationals on Wednesday night. Um, pitching matchup, you got Zach Wheeler versus John Lester. Um, I love Zach Wheeler. I'm so high on him. I thought he's been great this year. His last outing, nice little complete game shut piece, allowed just three hits over nine. Um, he was awesome. He's got a 283 ERA this year. And John Lester is just a guy at this point in his career I just really don't trust. Um, I know, you know, he's a big name that everyone knows, but he's just not what he used to be. Um, he's only made two starts this year. He started the year on, on the IO, uh, injured list. Um, he allowed three runs in five innings last game. Uh, and the Nationals just, they just struggle to score. You know, they're very top heavy. They got obviously, you know, Juan Soto and, and Trey Turner up top, but everyone else in that lineup is just not hitting the ball. They're 27th in runs per game. Whereas, you know, the Phillies are really deep. Harper's just tearing the cover off the ball. You got Real Muto. Reese Hoskins is playing great. Kutch, is play- Kutch has been awesome the last couple of weeks. Kutch has been playing really well. Love it, too. Love yeah, it. Al- Alec Bohm's one of the best young hitters in baseball. So uh, Gene Segura is back from injury. He's just, I mean, all that dude does is get base hits. So I, I like the Phillies here, minus 135 against Washington on Wednesday night. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the NL East myself. Uh, I'm going to go uh, against the grain that is good buddy Mike's. I'm not the, I'm, you don't like betting the Braves. I know it's not your thing. But I like the Braves. like the Braves tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays at home. Max Freed on the bump. I think it's the second start back from, from injury. Uh, Braves blew up late lead Tuesday night. Gave up three in the top of the eighth. Lost to the Jays, who silently had their number. I think the Jays won four straight over the Braves. So something's got to give here, man. <laughs> Some. Something's got to give, and, and they're actually minus 112 on DraftKings. So, with all honesty, I would take good buddy Mike's advice. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm taking a money line either way, so it doesn't matter if I'm taking it live, but I would take good buddy Mike's advice, wait till you throw a pitch, get the live bet in. If you can get those minus 112 odds, you might be able to get, what, plus money on those puppies? Yeah, you probably get plus 115, plus 120. Yeah. I'm confident because I think Free could give them at least six innings tonight. I think Free can go at least six. Uh, he, he's he's probably the ace of their staff at this point. I mean, they don't got much on the on the ensuring ground ball chuck. So, uh, I like Freed in the second start back against the Jays. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a the Braves need to win one of these. They they they, they got to get the home crowd 100 capacity. Can give me the Bravos at home against the Jays. Well, I'm glad I put myself on Braves probation, and I'm not allowed to bet anything involving Braves games because when I was going through, I loved Toronto in this one. <laughs> I, yeah, Ryu, that's fair. I love Ryu. I love Ryu pitching for Toronto, and yeah, Braves. You're gonna need six from Freed because the Braves bullpen is horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I hey if I if I like Toronto, that means the Braves probably win. So that's a good bet. That's uh, very fair. That's very fair. The way the, 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 way, way the trends I, are going this year. The way I've read Braves games. Um, my second pick, staying on the diamond, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox, over seven and a half. Um, a couple vets on the bump, you know, but past their prime vets. You got J.A. Happ for the Twins, Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox. Uh, 
don't know if you guys know this. Jay Happ's a lefty. And the White Sox absolutely clobber left-handed pitchers. They are the best team in baseball against lefties. They lead the league in batting average and OPS against lefties. They crush left-handers. And Dallas Keuchel's pitching for the White Sox. And, you know, he's kind of in that Lester category where he's just, he's not what he used to be. I don't, I don't trust him. Um, he's 1-1 one one this year with a 3.79 ERA. He just does not have any strikeout upside anymore. He hasn't had more than four Ks all season. Um, he actually pitched really well in his last season. Like, especially the trends that baseball is having this year with, with strikeouts versus kind of everything's either just a strikeout or a home run. This stat line's insane. Keiko went seven innings, allowed no runs, and just two hits. Great stat line, right? You think, oh, he must have pitched awesome. He had one strikeout. How do you have one strikeout over seven innings, but only give up two hits? And the Twins are a team with a lot of pop. So if they're making contact, I, I find it hard to believe Keiko's not going to give up a long ball. Again, I, I think the White Sox will do most of the damage to get to the seven and a half. I think they probably put up five. You hope the Twins can, you know, chip in three. Uh, Keiko's main pitch is a, is a changeup. Twins hammer changeups. So I, I like this over seven and a half between the Twins and the White Sox on Wednesday night. Excellent. That's awesome. Love, love banging overs. Never have to convince me for an over. So uh, I've banned myself um, when it comes to NBA basketball from betting against the Wizards. Oh, yeah. But I didn't ban myself for betting on the Wizards. Oh, yeah. They're, play, they're playing the Hawks tonight. Um, Russell Westbrook's been playing out of his mind. He just broke Oscar Robinson's record for most career triple triple doubles, which has been last night, Tuesday night, in a one-point loss to the Hawks. He, it was, he had 28 points and 21 assists, Jeez. which is just absurd. And 13 rebounds, broke the record. They lost by one. He missed a three at the buzzer for the dub. I like them playing again tonight. And you get you get the whiz at a at, at a fantastic number, which is like plus plus two oh five because I'm 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 taking a money line. I, I don't even want the Ooh. six and a half. I'm 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 going <laughs> with the gut. I'm going with the gut. I like the wizards money line. Big game hunting. I think Russell Westbrook's playing great. Uh the, the Hawks are already nestled in nicely when it comes to not playing in that play-in tournament. <clears throat> the, the Wizards will have to. Because they're they're probably two, three games ahead, I believe, in, in for tenth the tenth seed. So they got to finish strong to get some momentum in the, into the play-in tournament. And I don't, I don't think – and the Wiz been playing pretty well. I mean, Westbrook's been playing pretty well. And I think after a close loss last night, I think the Wizards bounce back and at least have this little two-game set with the Hawks in Atlanta. So, I guess I'm placing all my bets in, in Atlanta here tonight because uh have got, got one at the uh, Phillips Arena and another one over over the way at the uh, – up, 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 up 75 to uh, SunTrust Park. So, give me the Wiz money line. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that the Wizards lose this game, but cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hey, seven ten as well on ESPN, so it's a, uh, a primetime uh, game. My third pick, going to the golf, going with the first-round matchup. I'm taking Ryan Palmer, plus 110 against Harris English and Nate Lashley. Um, like I said, just pretty much comes down to I'm high, I'm high on Palmer. Uh, and my other two guys are actually in a matchup against each other. So that kind of limits my round one options. Uh, they're playing, they're in the same pairing, Scheffler and Berger. So I'm going to go, yeah, Palmer plus mm. 110 against English and Lashley. Brian's been playing great, makes a ton of birdies. So I like him in this round one matchup. Yeah, I, I, Brian Palmer was a guy that I that I looked around in, in, in like two. And um, so it sure sounds like 6-0. and oh, And that's a round one matchup, you said? 
Actually, wait, now that I asked, why don't you go ahead and, and recap our, our picks for everyone and so they make sure to put the bets in and win some money. So Ben is going with Zalatoris plus 125 in round one over Spieth. He's going with the Braves money line minus 112 against Toronto on Wednesday night. He's going with the Wizards money line plus 205 against the Hawks on Wednesday. I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies money line minus 135 against Washington on Wednesday. I'm going with the Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox over seven and a half on Wednesday. And I'm taking Ryan Palmer plus 110 round one over Harris English and Nate Lashley. And just so you know, the uh, the Wizards um, are plus 220 on FanDuel. I just looked. So if you want to get some extra loot, they are plus 220 money line on, on FanDuel. So. Hey, hey, <clears throat> that's Ben's pick. All I'm going to say. With a number that big, throw 10 on them spread, throw five on a money line. You throw five, you, what, you win 12, 11? They're minus 110 plus six and a half, yeah. Yeah. So you throw 10 on them spread, you win, you know, 10 bucks. You throw five on them money line, you win 11 bucks. Yeah, nice little 21, 21 day. Yeah, just get crazy with the bet. Russell Westbrook to record a triple double and the Wizards to win, and you'll be rich. And you haven't got to listen to the show later this week. <laughs> Russell Westbrook could add to his record. I mean, he's hot. Russ is hot. So that's uh, a that's a fun one. I wanted to get a little wild with it, a little crazy. I didn't trust my gut when it comes to those things last time or last week, and it was one of my worst calls. So I'm not going to do it again. So excellent, man. Sounds like six and zero. Oh. It'd be fun. We'll, we'll know them all, right? Uh, by the next time we, yep, uh, we'll yeah, Thursday, yeah. We're getting our NHL playoffs preview. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun with that. We're gonna give uh we're gonna do some series picks. Uh and obviously we'll end with our with our cup picks. Um, but uh Mike made a decent some decent we both did, but you you we cleaned up pretty heavily when it comes to the and that was in the bubble too. Now we have a much better idea of how these teams are playing and and, and how they've been playing all year because they never wasn't a gap this time. So I, I I anticipate us doing even better with these series picks. Uh, than you did, which you had a great bubble uh, bubble session yeah, as well I, this past I summer. Needed, yeah, I had a great playoff, which I needed because I was I was horrible last regular season. Pretty much made most of it back during the playoffs, and then I've been I've been on fire this year. So I'm hoping you know it doesn't reverse again. Yeah, it's, yeah, and I think it just it just yeah, it's, it's it's easier. To, you see how teams are playing now. Hockey's a big sport. We all know where. With teams are playing well right now, who's hot right now? It's sometimes it's it's all about the you know, and that goes for a lot of sports too. It's all about the, you know, the team that that's hottest going in the playoffs. We see it uh, across the board. So, yeah, we're gonna get in some. I'm actually looking forward to that a lot. That's gonna be fun for us. Um, hockey playoffs are the best, and that's non-negotiable. They are just the best, just like you are, Mike. Well, thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. Excellent. So let's go 6-0. and oh. Let's have ourselves a great rest of your week. We'll check back in here uh, Thursday evening when you'll get it Friday morning, whenever you, whenever you listen. But we always appreciate you. For Mike Guinello, I'm Ben Bobick. Thank you for listening to The Competition Problem.